In 1 John chapter 4, as you know, 1 John deals with having fellowship with God. And you have over and over and over the word that is translated abide or continue in, in, the, uh, in John chapter 15, you, in the Gospel of John. Here in 1 John, you have it in many different ways. And so uh, the real emphasis of the apostle here is that Christians must grow in their abiding in Christ and truly have that relationship. He was so excited, even though he was with Christ uh, as a disciple that Jesus loved, now he had Christ in him. And he loved that fellowship, that uh, wonderful relationship. It was very real to him. And one aspect of that, uh, we read uh, in uh, verse 7 of chapter 4, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. If we really know the Lord and we're growing in that abiding relationship, the very first part of the fruit of the Spirit is going to be evident. The opposite of love is self. And if you'll look at um, verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. I want to really encourage you as you head to various places here over this break uh, to, to be in an abiding relationship with the purpose to love like you've never loved. And that's only through the power of the grace of God. But uh, love your parents like you've never loved them. Don't be about what they can do for you. It's time for you to be thinking, what can I do for them? They ought to, they ought to say, what in the world's happened to you? You know, uh, you're, you're no longer, you remember those days when you were a kid, you'd get your gifts and in about five hours you were bored. What are we gonna do next, you know? That's amazing. I, really wonderful uh, illustration of human nature. But uh, uh, instead of wondering what can, how the vacation can be something that'll be great for you. Think about how it could be great for them. And then it's already been alluded to several times in the last few days, but your siblings, uh, ask God for a genuine love for them. It is very important, especially younger siblings, but older ones, they can be quite irritating. Um, and, uh, and just be asking God uh, to, to so cause you to be experiencing the love of God that it just flows out. Remember, we receive to give. We receive to give. And uh, do be thinking about that. The way you don't uh, get influenced by wrong peers, especially new students, if you're younger, just out of high school, uh, some of your friends that weren't so good for you, and if they're around, can, can be a problem to you. And if you need their approval, you're in trouble. But if you come to give something, and to really care about them, doesn't mean you shun them, but it's not about you getting their approval. If you really love someone, you're going to tell them what they need to hear. You're going to live the right kind of way that will uh, edify them. And so be thinking about that. In fact, that'll, that just destroys peer group pressure when you are a, really about their welfare. Peer group pressure is it's all me, me, me. You want approval. You want to be liked. But uh, how many of you would say you have some friends back home you're really burdened about and you'd love to see God use you to help them? I see your hands. Okay, that's what I figured most of you. 
uh, really pray about it. And, uh, and so uh, you can be very, very much in a protected position if you're going to have the love of God and you're walking with the Lord. And then um, show the love of God to your pastor and to your, um, I remember that all you false kids, you know. Uh, <laughs> forget that. Uh, but um, make sure you show the love of God to your pastor. You don't know all that your pastor goes through. Now, this is my little lecture every Christmas. Do not critique your church. All right, you have not arrived. Okay, every church has a unique personality. Every church has strengths. Your church has strengths we don't have. And really be thankful for those. And uh, really enjoy what your church is. Don't be critical of your church or your pastor. College students of all kinds of backgrounds, different schools and all, that's one of the big problems. You go home and now you're the know-it-all. Oh, brother, you have no idea what your pastor has been through. You have no idea what the circumstances are. Go to be a blessing and love the people and just uh, just uh, be there to, to serve. Honestly, one of the first things you ought to do is, Pastor, what can I do while I'm here? That will just thrill his heart and uh, it will just be a joy for you. You, you really want to see God usually say, you know, I'd like to go soul winning, but we don't have a soul winning night. We'll just get somebody and go. Don't be critical about that. Um, even us were slowed up a little bit over Christmas, so we should all be going out. We'll be emphasizing that. And so, um, but, uh, but really be supportive of your church and thankful for it and express your thanks for it to other people. Reinforce the ministry of your church. You come back and just say, I'm so grateful for my home church. It's great to be here. Give a testimony, whatever. But do everything you can to show the love of God. And then, of course, for the lost um, let's don't be selfish over Christmas. It's a great ch chance to witness. I mean, honestly, you think of all the days still before Christmas. You've got a whole week, and people really get in the holiday mood. So don't miss out on uh, showing the love of Christ. But you're not going to have it unless you are continuing in his love, uh, knowing him, having that reality all of these testimonies about how the Lord loves us and how he's pursuing us and what God is doing. You need to be growing in that over this time. That's why I want you to read some good, encouraging book uh, and to uh, really let God uh, work in your heart. But I'd love for you to come uh, back after the break and just have some wonderful testimonies. And it can be the simplest thing, but you had a good engagement with your family. Something good happened with your parents. Something good happened with your siblings. Something good happened at church. You are able, you know in your own heart that you were encouragement to your pastor. I'm telling you, it will be a wonderful, it'll be a wonderful break if you're not about yourself. So, and one of the best things, and I know we harp on all the time, that technology just needs to be put. In fact, I'd, I'd talk to your parents and get accountable. I really would. Oh, I'm not a BCM. Well, it's keep under the same mentality, folks, that you're here. You know, um, we have a reason for what we're doing. You can't develop if you are just constantly on all of that stuff. And you know it. Can you imagine uh, if you were on all kinds of social networking and uh, kids are bleary-eyed? You know, most uh, colleges, a lot of times kids only go to half of the classes because they can't make it. You know, why in the world are you in college and getting into debt, you know, in those schools? I mean, uh, it's just ridiculous. But... So please, I urge you, and you won't get yourself in trouble if you 
uh, have some really strong control. So these just some things that are on our hearts. I just want you to enjoy this time to the fullest. Uh, it, God, God just has wonderful plans for you, but it's got to be walking with him. Well, we certainly love all of you, and we'll miss you. It'll be quiet around here for a while. Uh, and uh, it possibly may be, probably not, that I'll come to the church late one night and there will be nobody in the hallways. That, I don't, it's only happened twice in the last 25 years, I think. <laughs> this is the busiest place I've ever seen. It's amazing. I mean, you come at uh, 10 o'clock, of course, at 11 o'clock at night, we're crews still going, you know, bumping into walls and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, you've got all kinds of things uh, happening, but uh, it just might happen. But we don't mind the quiet for a little bit. But I tell you what, it doesn't take long. And uh, you're sort of, well, you are. You're a family. So it's one thing you've got to understand. If I ever get sentimental, folks, I'm a pastor. So I get immediately uh, connected, uh, you know. And um, I can't express it. I'm not real outwardly sentimental. But um, we do just really appreciate the opportunity to shepherd you. But go home and let your pastor shepherd you really endeavor to get close to him, then come back and, well, I'll try to take care of you, okay? <laughs> so uh, we're so thankful for each of you, very special to us and obviously to the Lord, and um, let's just see God work. Let's not have one bad, a bad vacation with all of you, okay? I'm really going to be praying that that happens. Well, let's stand for prayer. Dr. Jim, you want to say a word and close us in prayer here as we finish? <clears throat>
Okay, I hate to end on a sober note, but uh, yesterday I came across a, a picture of a newspaper article from 32 years ago. It was an event where students from Bob Jones University were heading home. They were going too fast for conditions, slipped on the road, and three of them died. And uh, I knew one of the families and uh, was ministering their church uh, later, and it was an actually a younger brother that was recalling that and posted uh, that uh, the copy of that particular newspaper. So let me encourage you, uh, be safe on the way home. And as uh, just remember, guardian angels only go the speed limit, so um, <laughs> you don't want to outrun them. So uh, you don't want them to buy a mile before you want them run in the car. Okay, so. Um, just be careful. Seriously, we love you all, and we do not want there to be any uh, anything that is uh, easily prevented. So certainly be praying yourself that God will protect you, but uh, also be careful. So let's pray. Lord, we are grateful for these young people. We know that that uh, you have a plan for each one of them. Lord, I pray that you'd give them a wonderful time home, time of encouragement, a time where you use them, or the time where they grow. And we just pray that when we assemble back in January, they'll be rejoicing what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.